Okay, so today's daf is daf nunches in Ksubis, as we learned for four Shlema four. Elazar ben Ruma, Yosef Azriel ben Yosef ben Chaim Michal. Says the Gemara right from the uh, fourth line on the page. We talk about when um, when a Kohen marries a, a woman, betrothes a woman, technically he's entitled to give a chumma right away. But the rabbis forbade them from doing that. The main reason we brought in, the first, well, two reasons. Well, the first reason we said is because um, maybe she'll give it to her family members since she's still living at home. And therefore, they said, the rabbi said, don't give her any food until 12 months have passed from the time that, um, that she demanded or he demanded that they get married. At that point, he assigns for her a separate abode and she's there and she has no concern about giving the food to her family members. More about that, another reason because of Simpun, but we'll see that applies, reason applies more with the later mission because maybe he'll find a mum in her and he'll be Mavatal, the, uh, the way he'll know the, uh, the wedding, the uh, Arison, and turns out that she was a Basisro eating Truma, which would be forbidden. So once the 12 months happen and he gives the assigns her a separate place to live, and if he's a Cohen, he can give her Truma. Can he give her only truma or and also? Because part of the time she's in either, she's tummy, whatever, and she can't eat the truma. So Rabtarfan says, no, Slokro, says you give her all truma. That's what the mission said. Rabtarfan said, give her all truma when she can't suffice with the truma because she's not uh, pure, she's tummy. She sells the truma and dies cool with it, even though truma is worth less on the market because it has a smaller market. Mar always understood that supply and demand. The only Kohanim could eat truma, so there's a much smaller market, so it's worth less. But that's how it is. She sells the truma and buys the chulin. That's what Rabtarfan said. Rabakiva says, split it. Give her half chulin, half truma, so she will have something to eat when she is tummy. So Amar Abai, Machlok's Bas Kohen Lekohen. That's only a Bas Kohen Lekohen, meaning where even the Bas, the one when she's marrying, is already a Bas Kohen who understands truma and understands how to. Not eat truma when you're tame and uh, and she's at home with her family who are also kohanim. Of a bas Yisrael coin, but if she's a bas Yisrael who never dealt with truma before, giving me a coin, they call machzichol machzik truma. Even if Tarfon would agree, you have to give her half full half truma. She's not familiar with selling it. She's not familiar with uh, abstaining from eating it when she's tame. So you must give her chulin and truma both. Omer by machlokus barusa. Machlokus also only when she's betrothed. Then. She's at home and uh, her family could deal with it, could sell it for her, whatever. Barusa Ubas Kohen. In other words, if she's the Bas Israel, you're not to give her any truma at all. But even if she's a Bas Kohen um, and she's living at home with her family, then we have Machlokas, can you give her all truma or not? But if she's fully married, once she's fully married, she's not home with her parents anymore. Her father, she's not home with her father, who's a Kohen, can marry to sell off the Truma. She's supposed to be uh, at home. Better for her to be home. In other words, if she's already married, and let's say you're traveling and you have to assign food for her, you have an opportunist or somebody who takes care of it. If she can't take care of herself, you better make sure that she has some chulin because what is she supposed to do when you're not home? She doesn't have a father. She's not living with her father anymore who's going to sell the truma for her. So you must give her half full and half truma, even if she's, a, if she's already married to her. She's certainly entitled to eat truma, but you must supply her with chulin for the times when she's tummy. Tanya and Amiyach, we see it a Brisa here that expands even more than the Mishnah. Like you saw in the Mishnah, you give her all truma. 
and when she needs to, she'll sell. Uh, she'll sell it when she's tummy, she'll sell the truma and get full. Kiva or machzachol matzachuma. When do we have this machlokas? The baskoin lakoin. She's a baskoin lakoin. The baskoin, she's already a baskoin. So her father can uh, sell the truma for her, and she's familiar with abstaining from truma when she's tummy. Of a baskoin lakoin, they become machzachol matzachuma. Even Raptarf would agree you have to give a partially full and partially truma. Medvar Moran Barusa, again, this the, the baskoin can give her. Can give you can give her a coin trip tarfa and you can give her all truma. That's by Anarusa. I'm gonna assume she's fully married to you. So so far, that's the mission and the way we've described it so far in the price above. But this price adds more. It's not, it's not uh half and half, but give her two-thirds truma, one third chulun. Maybe it's because most of the time she's not tame. Whatever the reason is, Rabbi says Rashi doesn't help us here. He says, give her two-thirds truma and one-third chulun. Rabbi Yudomer, no, it's not called truma. You give her everything truma. So the obvious question is, that's what Rabbi Tarfin says. What's Rabbi Yudomer adding, right? Rabbi Tarfin in the mission and in the Bryce has said that after 12 months of being in Arusa, you don't give her any food during that time. After 12 months, when he sets a separate place for her uh, so that she won't give it to her brothers and sisters, or he has her checked out in terms of a symptom, as we said, if the reason of the symptom, a uh, symptom, um, he has to give her food. And if she if he's a Kohen, Kiva said give her half and half. Even if Tarfan agreed that uh, if she's a Bas Kohen, you can give her, uh, if, she, if she's a Bas Israel, you also have to give her half and half. And if she's fully married, you have to give her half and half. But if she's a Bas Kohen and she's on a Rusa, Tarfan says you can give her all Truma. And when she needs to sell, she'll sell. She's at her father's house. Father can sell it for her. And she could buy chulin with that. Rabbi Yudas is also knows not called truma. What's the difference between them? Give her all truma, and she'll when she needs chulin because she's tame, she will sell and buy. She will sell the truma and buy chulin with that money. That's what Rabbi So how is Rabbi Yudas different than Rabbi Tarfin? Rabbi Tarfin also says give her all truma. So Rashi says that Bain Rabbi Yudas Bain Rabbi Tarfin. What's the difference? Either Rabbi Tarfin suffered not like truma because himself. In other words, you just give her enough to eat all truma. Now, when she sells the truma, as we said, truma is a smaller market. Only Kohen will buy it, right? So it's going to be harder to sell. She's going to get less money for the truma. She won't have enough money from that truma to buy the equivalent amount of chulin. So she'll be a little bit short. According to Tafin, he doesn't care about that. You just have to give her enough truma to eat, period. Give her the exact amount that she'll need. Even though if she has to transfer some of that truma to chulin, she'll come out short. Rabbi says, no, you got to give her enough truma. So even though he says you can give her all truma, you got to give her enough that for the time that she's tummy, let's say she's tummy half the time or a third of the time, she'll have enough, she'll be able to get, so there'll be enough truma there to be sold, even though it's sold at a lower price, but there'll be more truma than would be normally chulin, so that she'll have enough to buy chulin to sustain her for the whole period of time. Rabtarfin's not worried about that. Rabtarfin says, just give her enough truma to eat for the period of time. Let's say you give her a, a truma for the month of food. Give her a month's worth of food, even though if she has to sell the truma for, let's say, one week and buy chulun with it, she'll come out short because the truma's worth less than the chulun. Rabbiuta says, no, give her enough truma so that even if she sells truma, which goes at a lower price, she'll have enough to buy chulun. That's from Senior Rabbiuta and Rabtarfin. Shim Galil says, come on, just get truma. Whenever you mention truma, giving her truma, you give her double the amount of truma. In other words, 
let's say she eats a bushel a week of, of, of uh, hulin, right? And then let's say one week a month, she's expected to be tummy. So for that week, you got to give her twice as much truma. In other words, instead of, let's say a, a month is four weeks, you're giving her for four weeks, instead of four bushels, you got to give her five bushels, right? Five bushels, that's really what he's saying. You got to give her five bushels for that, because for that week, she'll need double the amount. She when you give her so much truma, double the amount of truma and chulin, then she could just sell it easily. It's very easy to sell if she has plenty of it, and it'll still be enough to cover the cost of the chulin. In other words, you need a lot more. Rav said, Rav Tafin says, just give her the basic amount that it covers her food, you know, enough food to eat. If it turns out that she's tummy for a week and she'll have to sell that truma, She'll come out a little bit short because when she sells the truma, she won't be able to get the equivalent amount of chulin. Rabbi says, no, give her enough truma so when she sells it, she'll have enough for the chulin. Rabbi Malil says, no, you give her much more truma, so much more truma that it'll be very easy for her to sell the truma and get chulin with it. She won't have to look around for buyers. She'll sell it easily at a, at a cheap price and still have enough money to get to buy the chulin. The Mishnah said, a yavam enamacha, a yavam, until he marries her. Who knows what happens over here? Ruvain got married to Leah, but he didn't marry her, he just had betrothal, right? Six months later, they hadn't been married, yet. they didn't get married yet, and he dies. No children. So Shun is the Yavam, the brother has to marry her. But if he hasn't married her yet, he can't give her Truma, even though Ruben Shimon both Kohanim. So I have made a my time, and why can't he give him Truma? Because Kenyan Kaspel Rahmana, Baha'i Kenyan Dahabu. The, the Kenyan that you bought with your money, meaning you gave her a ring, Ruvain, who had get engaged to her, right? Get engaged to her, betrothed her. He's, he can give her truma. Okay, the rabbi said, don't give her truma because maybe she'll give it to her brothers or maybe uh, she'll have a blemish and he'll be upset and he'll, uh, he'll nullify the whole wedding. Fine, that's the reason why he didn't do it until 12 months. But Minatori, you can give her truma right away, Kenyan Kaspo. But this is Kenyan Achab. This is not Kenyan Kaspo. The oven didn't do anything. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything yet. The brother died, they buried him, and now he's a Yavam, right? The brother, she's in front of Shimon. He can't, he can't give her to eat. And the way Rashi learns, even if the brother, Ruben, had given her to eat, it was past 12 months, still, once he's dead, that, uh, that, that uh, power that he gave, that's gone. That uh, power that he gave to give her food uh, is gone. Since my popular Kenyano, his... his uh, Acquisition is gone. Once he's dead, he doesn't. Once Reuben's dead, he doesn't own her anymore. It's no longer Kenyan Caspo, um, and it's a brother. The brother didn't marry her yet, so therefore he can't give her truma. Once he marries her, even though he doesn't pay her anything, remember he doesn't give her a ring. Shimon doesn't have to give her a ring and say Amukadeshly. He just has beer with her, and that's it. But once he has beer with her, it's no less Rashi says than. Uh, a regular person, Reuben, let's say Reuben betrothed her, not with a ring in Sarah Mekdesh's lady, but he said, Mekdesh's, but BSU, even though the rabbis frowned upon that kind of a condition, but it's a condition you can, uh, he can make, he can betroth her by having Bia with her. So this Bia that the Yavam was going to have with her is certainly no less than that. He acquires it that way. Once it's his wife, it's once it's his wife, it's his one, once he marries her, has Bia with her. Remember, we learned even if it was Shalomidas, it was an accident. Whatever the reason was, however, the Yavim has Bia with her, he acquires her and it's his wife. And then, of course, he can give her Truma if he's a coin. Uh, you know, he's a coin and his brother's a coin. Obviously, they're, they're brothers from the father. So if Reuben's a, a coin, so is Shimon. Also, the Mishnah said, 
even if she, if, even if uh, as long as the, the way Rashi learns is as long as um, uh, you know even even if she was six months of betrothed to the husband and six months of the vow, or even if she was 12, uh, 11 months and twenty nine days uh, uh, betrothed to Ruvain and one day to the Yavam, she doesn't eat. Then the mission went on to say even if she's 11 months and uh, 29 days betrothed uh, uh, as a, as a Yavama. Uh, she still doesn't eat Shumah. If she was 11 months plus in front of the husband, betrothed to the husband, she doesn't eat Shumah. As you don't you don't add them up together. Uh, you don't add up the time of the Baal and the time of the Yavam. So Manach was 11 months plus in front of the Baal, she doesn't eat Shumah. But if Yavam, boy, certainly the Yavam, he's not Kenyi Kaspo at all. So Zubain it's obvious. It's sometimes it's this, and certainly if she was 11 months plus in front of the oven, she was only had a few days in front of the uh, Baal, uh, and she hasn't eaten yet, certainly she can't eat now. But the way Rashi learns, he said, uh, Tosa learns a little bit differently, Rashi learns, even if the husband did give her to eat, she was betrothed to the husband for 13, 14 months, and he started giving her truma, but once he's dead, he can't give her truma anymore, and the oven can't give her truma until he marries her. Zumishim Mishana, so he said, that's the first mission that said that after 12 months, you can give her, you have to give her food and you could even give her truma. And you're not worried anymore about her giving it to her brother's wife because once you start sending her food regularly, once you have to start supplying us, the rabbi said, when you didn't fix a date for the wedding and he betrothed her a long time ago. And she said, look, uh, it's time to get married. And 12 months have passed since that, since uh, she claimed to, she wanted to get married or he wanted to get married, 12 months have passed. He has to start feeding her. Once he starts feeding her, he assigns her a separate apartment because he doesn't want the food to be, you know, consumed by her family. So, you know, you want to do the minimum required. You know, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's not a um, an obligation to feed, you know, the other the other one. I remember when uh, remember when Lawrence Becker used to be here in the shul and when his uh, daughter, his oldest daughter, got engaged to Noga Bentovit's son. So uh, he asked. He, you know, he, Yes, and like a father, a prospective father-in-law, he said to the boy, he said, uh, do you think you can support a family? So he says, yeah, I think so. He says, good, there are six of us. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know there are kids and the parents, you know. So, you know, there's, uh, he's not responsible to feed the whole family. So once he's sending her food, once he's sending her food, he sets aside a separate apartment for her to live in. So then there's no concern about her giving truma to her brothers and sisters. And therefore, if he's a Kohen, and she is a, uh, and she's engaged to him, he's entitled to give her the truma. How much truma? It depends, as we said before. If she's a Baskoin, you can give her, according to her you can give her all truma. If she's a Basisrol, everybody agrees you, can give, you have to give her half and but half. And then you're not worried about the other issues. Because if you said there's a. No, no, either way. No, no. So the, we said that as far as a separate apartment that goes, that takes care of giving to the brothers. As far as the simbin goes, we said he, he has her yeah, checked out yeah. by her family, right? So he said, that's the first mission. First mission says after 12 months, you can feed her and uh, you can give her trum, et cetera. The second mission said, at the, end, the second mission later on, the rabbis changed their opinion. The Besan said, no, she shouldn't eat trum until goes into the chuppah. My time, what's the reason? Amar Ula, mishum simbin. So now Ula, who said the reason why he can't give her food during the 12 months, can't give her truma, is because maybe we'll give it to her brothers, maybe she'll give it to her brothers and sisters. Okay, but now that's good if that's the reason. But the later, the later Bezdin said in the Mishnah that 
no, don't feed her, don't give her any trum until they actually get married to the chuppah, because you're worried that maybe he'll find a blemish in her and nullify the whole wedding. And then it comes out that she wasn't allowed to eat trum at all if she's a bas Yisrael. So Bishlam will give this reasoning. The first part, the first Mishnah who held that you can give her food after 12 months is because the concern is that maybe you'll give her, she'll, she'll feed a coast of truma, she'll give her a cup of wine of truma in her father's house to her brothers. That's the reason. And that's taken care of by assigning her a separate apartment. But the second Mishnah said, no, don't, you can't give her after 12 months. You can't give her because we're worried that maybe he'll find a blemish in her. And that could be even after the 12 months. So therefore he said, don't give her truma until until she gets until she gets uh, married. Of course, it could, could still very well be that the first reason could apply, meaning he can give her a separate apartment and food and feed her, but just don't give her any truma. He can't give her any truma until then. El Rav Shmuel Bar Shmuel Rav said on yesterday's off, the end of the daft, that the reason for the first mission, the reason for the first the first mission that you shouldn't feed her until 12 months is because of simpan. So, so what are you going to say? What's the difference? Why in the first mission you say it's because of simpun? That's why you don't feed her until 12 months. And the second mission, you don't feed her until the chuppah. And they're both because of symptom. What's the difference? The question is if you gave her like, let's call it a perfunctory check by her family members who saw her on the outside. They only saw her externally. They didn't see her, let's say, without clothes. The first mission, they checked her out. They checked her out and she didn't seem to have any blemishes. So you can give her truma after 12 months. Umar saw the later mission held, that's not considered good enough. You have to wait till you actually go into the chuppah. Then he, che- then he checks her carefully. Okay, so the mission says like this. We had before back on Mem Zion about 10 blot ago, we had a machlokas, whether giving the food, the fact that a man must feed his wife, is that the rice of Rabbanan? That's one tana. One tana holds that it's minaraisa. But the predominant opinion is that that's simply a, a uh, they were talking specifically if you marry the uh, Amma Ibriya and um, she's a young girl, et cetera. But maybe it's a, it's more like an asmachta. But the re- the reasoning for giving why a person must feed his wife, that's the rabbi. As the rabbi said, you get married, you have to feed your wife. In return for feeding your wife, she has to give you her paycheck. We mean that paycheck, the work that she does. They didn't have paychecks in those days. You know, she would just produce a certain amount of, we'll talk about it on tomorrow's stuff. So how much uh, sewing she's supposed to do, how much cleaning she's supposed to do, that kind of stuff. This is that, we call that her paycheck. So the mission is like this. Let's say a man says, she says, listen, whatever my wife works, the work that she's going to produce, what they call that her work product, right? She's maktish that to the base of Mikdash. It's meaningless. She can eat it anyway. It's not kadosh. You can't say that whatever she did becomes kadosh. Let's say she says, my wife is going to uh, sew a dress this week, right? That's what she's supposed to do, sew one dress a week. So a person wants to be makdish that. We'll get, we're not talking now yet. We'll get later on into the, it can be makdish davash She didn't do it yet. But let's say, let's say he says, I'm going to makdish my, my wife's work or paycheck or the dress that she makes. She can ignore it. She can work and she could eat that. And that she can eat the product of her work, meaning she could sell and eat it. It's not Kaddish at all. That's what the Tanakhama says. Hamoser, what about the surplus? Surplus means, as we'll see, the, the husband is required by the rabbis to feed his wife. In return for that, whatever she works, she has to give him the paycheck. The rabbi said, though, you must feed her because maybe her paycheck isn't going to be sufficient. A lot of women couldn't work or they weren't able to work, whatever. But let's say... She, or she earns more. She does a lot of work. There's surplus. She earns over and above 
what she would eat. Hamoser, what about that? Can it be Makdash? That is Hagdish. She could be Makdash that. And, and she can't eat that. So any surplus that she made becomes Kadosh. Rebbe Hassan says, no, it's Hulam. We'll talk about this later on. First, Rafuna says, Allah. A woman could tell her husband, I don't want your food. The rabbi said, you know, you have to feed me and I feed you my paycheck. My paycheck is much more than your food that you're going to give me. It's more than your paycheck, like it happens today when many women earn more than men. So, so Rav says like this, Rav says, a woman could tell her husband, I'm not taking your food and I'm not going to work for you. I'm going to keep my own paycheck. That's the eco. That's the fundamental. That's the main thing. The main tekana was for a woman. A woman doesn't have food. She couldn't, most women couldn't go out and work. And maybe she couldn't produce very much on her own. So the rabbi said, you must feed your wife. That was the main fundamental thing. Then they said, since you're feeding your wife, if she does earn anything, her paycheck, you can keep my Eva. And once you're feeding her, if she works, she should give you that. So there shouldn't be any bad, bad feeling that, you know, that uh, you're feeding her and, and she's making money and you have no access to it. So the Rabbanum Ratak and the eager was giving your wife food. And in return for that, she has to give you the paycheck. So if she says, listen, I don't want your food. The whole reason for the food is that they're kind of for me. I'm the poor woman. So if she says, listen, I don't want your food and I'm not going to work for you. She's allowed to. So a woman could tell her husband, I don't want your food and I'm going to keep my own paycheck. Maysfei. Tikkun Mazonis. We're going to see a bride that said we had this before. Tikkun Mazonis. It's this mashma the other way around. They were talking that he has to give her Mazonos food because he gets the paycheck. Mashma, the paycheck was the fundamental thing that they were talking. So, Tikkun Mazonos, Tachas, Maisi, Adel. Ama, change it. Tikkun Mazonos, Tachas, Mazonos. You have to change the wording around slightly different. Yes, one is an exchange for the other, but it's the it's the Maisi, Adel, it's the paycheck, which is an exchange for the rabbis giving her Mazonos. So, if she chooses not to take the Mazonos, she can say, I'll keep my own paycheck. Lay Messiah, lay the hearts of proof for my mission. Amish says, I'm Makdish, my see, they ishto. If you're Makdish, your wife's work product, she can ignore it. She can continue to, to uh, you know, to uh, take the paycheck, whatever she earns, whatever, and eat. She doesn't have to do that. Take my love. Are we not speaking about Benazonas where the husband's willing to give her food, willing to give her food? And even though he's willing to give her food, she could say no. Um, you know, you say then the paycheck, if he's willing to give her food, she has to give him a paycheck. And since you say over here, it's not kadosh, her paycheck is not kadosh, rather she can do with what she wants, shows that she could say, I don't want your food and I don't want, uh, and I'm going to keep my own paycheck. It's not kadosh. You have no power to be makdish something which is mine. It says, low, but she ain't in the zone. It's maybe speaking about where he can't feed her. If he can't feed her, uh, he's not able to feed her. He has no food. He's poor himself. He's destitute. If he can't feed her, then she can, maybe that's, that's why she can keep her paycheck. Yeah, maybe that's why he's poor because he's giving everything to Hagdish. Even Shane and the Zonas, Bigmar says, if he can't feed her, my lament wants to finish in that. Of course, if he can't feed her, how, how can she, how can he demand her paycheck? Even though it holds the Yachal Rab Loma Levit that a master can tell, a slave owner can tell his Evit Kanani, you work for me and I'm not going to feed you. Too bad. You, I own you. You're my slave. doesn't say he should live with you. Shall work with you. Well, you can't you can't demand that he work for you and you don't pay him. But Ishto, certainly your wife, you can't demand that she should work for you, give you her, give you her paycheck and not feed her. That can't be. So what's the chiddush? That's the safety. You're right. There's no chiddush in that. 
The truth is, in other words, we slugged it, but you can't prove from our Mishnah like Rapuna Marav that a woman can say, I don't want my I don't want your food and I don't want my paycheck, because maybe that's speaking about where he's not giving her food. So what's the khish there? There's no khirish there. But the khirish is the safer. It's what's the safer? It says Moser, if she earns a surplus, who owns that? Rameir says Hegdish, the husband has the right to be Makdashit. But Belchan San says, no, it's Hulin, he can't be Makdashit. Okay, so that's what we're talking about there. We're talking about the surplus, which is not connected to Mazonos. The Mazonos, she can say, I don't want the food and I'm going to keep my paycheck. When it comes to the surpluses, we'll see that's done for a different reason. The surplus, he gets to keep because if she works extra, because he also gives her an allowance. Besides the amount that she needs for food, the food itself or the amount for food, he gives her a certain allowance to spend on herself, on her own needs. So that he's also entitled to. And therefore, a mayor says he's called Hegdish. Says, no, it's cool. We'll talk about this. We're going to talk about Rameir and Reuchman later on. But first, we're going to say this is what Rafuna said that a woman could tell her husband, I don't want your food and I'm going to keep my own paycheck. Why? Because why does she get food? The rabbi said, listen, she might, she may not have what to eat. So we make it to Kona, she can, you have to give her food. But if she says, I don't want the food, I don't want your food, I'll keep my own paycheck. She could do that. Rishlakish disagrees. No, he can force her to get the paycheck according to Rishlakish. Why don't Rishlakish? Low tame the time of a mayor. Don't assume that the reason why a mayor says in our mission, when, when a man is maktish, the surplus, her surplus work over and above the amount that she would eat, the surplus, her mayor says that's hectic. Don't think that the reason is we should be other maktish of shlom. Rameir does indeed hold that you can be maktish something which is not here. You can be maktish, you can be maktish something which is not here yet. But, but, but like you said, don't think that's the reason in our mission. Don't think the reason why our mayor says you can be maktish. Uh, her surplus work is because he can match to something which is not, even though the work hasn't been made yet. I mean, not just the dress she's going to make, even though she didn't make it yet. Since he can force her to work, so since he says he can force her to work, you see, he doesn't hold like Rabbi Rav. Rabbi Rav says, he can't force her to work. If she says, I don't want your food and I'm not going to work, she could do that. Rameir says, no. According to Rishlokish, Rishlokish says, the reason why Rameir says that Tegdish is because since a man can force his wife to work, as if he said, if he says, your hands are kadosh for the work they're going to produce. I mocked this your hands, woman, you're my wife. I mocked this your hands for the work that they're going to do. And the hands are here. He didn't use those words. He didn't say, I mocked this your hands. But keeping the Shemil Rameir, since we know that Rameir said elsewhere, a person doesn't say something for nothing. And, and if and if he can't be mocked, how does it work? Nas Gomez, as if he said, as if he said specifically, I'm Akish, your hands for their work. Where does Rabbeir say that the person that uh, doesn't, mostly uh, doesn't say something for nothing? Where we talk about Harocha. Harocha has different values. Remember, from a 30, uh, 30 day old baby till five years old, five till 20, 20 till 60, and over 60 different amounts. If you give your value to the base of English, there's different amounts there. What happens if he says, I'm Marich, a baby that's not 30 days old? What happens there? There is no Arach in the Torah there. So he has to give the value of the baby, what it would be sold for in the market. If you're selling babies on the market that somebody wants to adopt, what is that worth? In other words, even though there is no Arach, there's no Arach, shouldn't give anything. No, even though there's no Arach, he didn't say it for nothing. Obviously, he wants to give money, so you give it up. Therefore, there you see that Rameir says that. So here we see that Rishlaki just agrees with says, the Rebbe's made it to counter for the food. She says, I don't want the food and I'm, not, I'm going to keep my own paycheck. You do it. Rishlaki says, no, he can force her to work. He can force her for the paycheck. And therefore, she can't just say, I don't, I'm not going to eat and I'm not going to eat my paycheck because he can force her to get the paycheck. That's why he can be maktish at a point of mayor. Says more of several mayor, ain't a maktish of shalom. You're saying 
Rosh Lakish said that, don't say the reason Ramir says that if he's mocked the most of the surplus that she works, it's Kadosh is because a person mocked over Shalom. No, uh, the reason is because it's since he has the power to make her work, it's as if he said, I mocked your hands for the work that they're going to produce. So does Ramir really owe the Amakish over Shalom? That's what is Rosh Lakish right in there. But time you learn her home, Alicia Payne, in this case, we had many places in Shas. I'm a guy right now, but I'm going to be, I'm Makdish you right now. Here's your, here's the ring. Uh, after I'm a guy or after you're a guy, if she's, if she's not Jewish or if he's an Evid Kanani and he says, I'm Makdish you after I, I'm free and I'll be a full Jew. After you're free, I'm Makdish you after your husband. In other words, I know you're married right now. But I'm giving you kedusha right now. It should be hal after your husband dies. I want to be. I want to be first in line there. You know, as soon as he's dead, I want to be your husband. Or after your sister dies, you're not married right now. But since I'm married to your sister, I I can't marry you until your sister, until my wife, your sister dies. Or I'm going to marry you after your get chalitza because she can't marry now because she's your mezyavim. But mayor says mukudeshes. Right, mm-hmm. says you could marry. So you see that a person could be maknid of a shalom or could be maknish of a shalom. Right, the Gemara assumes they're both, they're both the same, right? That ain't on a maknish of a shalom. Here you see it could be maknid of a shalom. You could be kona something shalom. The answer is mayahiyeh. You're right. From there, that's a proof. Mayhalek on mashmiya. What Rishlak is saying is yes, we know Rabbi Meir does indeed hold that you could be maknid of a shalom. You could be maknish of a shalom. We see that from the case of I'm going to marry you after this or after that. You could acquire something which is not here right now. Right now, she's still a non-Jew or she's still a shifcha or uh, they're still married or whatever the situation is. It can't happen right now. You could do something with Shlomo alone. From there you see where mayor holds it. But from this mission, when a mayor says it's hegdish, it's not because you're being makdish davar olam, but rather because here it's because you're makdish the hands and the hands are davar olam. Hamos Rameir Omer. So back to the machlokes between Rameir and Rabbi Yochan Sander. Rameir says, that if he's makdish the Mosar, it's Kaddish. Yochan uh, Sandler says, no, it's Chulim. Amos, Kaddish. When do we say when it's holy? The husband says what? The surplus work that you do, the surplus work that you do, I'm makdish that. The mayor says it's Kaddish. The Rosh says it's not Kaddish. Amos, Kaddish. When, when does it become Kaddish? Rabbi Shmuel, Moser, Lacher, Misa, Kaddish. After Misa, while she's alive, while she's alive, he doesn't have that right to make it Kaddish right now. Why? Because he's obligated, uh, he's obligated to either uh, give her an allowance or she can keep it herself. So if he's not giving her allowance, he can't be Makdish her, her, uh, her extra work, her surplus work. It's not his to do, it's hers. Oh, when is the Kaddish? Oh, after death, after it's death and who inherits a wife? The husband, then he can be Makdish it. Not now. The Rav says no. It's it, it's 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 Kaddish from right now. So Haviba Rapapa Papa was amazed by this. He said, "What's going on? The Mai? What's the smachlokas? What's the case between Elema the Malam Zonas Malam Akasa? If he gives her both Mizonas regular food and he gives her an allowance, the allowance was like a silver maw that he has to give her for her needs. My time What's the reason why he says that only Lachemisa is Kaddish? If he's giving her what? If he's giving her food." In return for food, what does he get? The paycheck. And if he's giving her an allowance, in return for that, he gets her surplus paycheck, right? So it's his. Why do you say it's only la'achar misa? Why do you say in Rameir, Rameir says it's Kaddish, right? 
When is it Kaddosh? We have Machlokas. Is it now or later? The Rabbi Shmuel says it's Achar Misa. Why? If he's giving her food and he's giving her an allowance, he's entitled to it right now. It should be Kaddosh right now. He's not giving her food and he's not giving her an allowance. It's not giving her an allowance at all. So if he's not giving her food, why, why would you say that he's giving her Kaddosh, that the, that, the, that the surplus is Kaddosh from right now? He's not supplying her, that's hers. So how do you understand this machlokas uh, between Rav Shmuel on the one and Rav on the other hand, where one says it's Kaddosh, Lachamis, and one says it's Kaddosh from right now? What's the case? If he's feeding her, so why shouldn't it be Kaddosh from right now? And if he's not feeding her, uh, why, is he, why is it Kaddosh from right now? He's giving her mazonos. In return for mazonos, he gets her paycheck. But he's not giving her an allowance. Therefore, she can keep the surplus. Uh, she, he's not giving her allowance for her needs. Like we learned before, the mazonos was in exchange for my It doesn't mean that uh, that's, it doesn't really mean that it means Right, that's really what it means because we're explaining this according to Rav. Rav say Rav and Shmuel, and Rav said before that a woman could say, "I don't want the mazonos since the takana was from me getting the mazonos." That was the fundamental takana. I could say, "I don't want the mazonos, and I don't want the paycheck." Right. So, um, so we took the mazonos tachas ma'isiadel, and the mazonos was in exchange for the paycheck or the paycheck for the mazonos. Kesef tachas mosar, and the allowance that he gives her is in return for the surplus. Even the since in this case we're speaking about where he gives her mazonos, he's entitled to the paycheck, right? He's entitled to the paycheck, but it's speaking about where she doesn't want the paycheck. Like we said before, she says, I don't want the paycheck and I don't, I'll keep my own work. But the allowance he's not giving her, and even though Yavla, Mokesev, mostly belongs to her, belongs to her. Therefore, when can he be Makdishit? Only after she dies. After she dies, any work that she produced and after she dies and he inherits her. Then he can give it. He can give it. He can give that. Why? Because he can makdish it. He has no power now. While she's alive, it belongs to her. But once he dies, she he inherits her, so he can give it to her. He says, and if there's any work product that you make during your lifetime after death, I'm going to inherit it. That I'm being makdish from right now. So it works either because out of makdish from home or because he's makdish my see that her hands are here right now. Unless That's she gets what makes rid of it. Unless what? Unless she gets, if it's not here, it's not here. It's not here, it's not here, but he's saying, what he's saying is, that's what, that's what Robin Shmuel said. Robin says, it's only Kaddish after death, because before death it belongs to her. After death, when he inherits her, he can say right now, any work that you produce, I'm making it any most work you produce. But Mayor said in the mission, it's when is it hectic? Only after death. Why? <coughs> because since he's not giving her allowance, she gets to keep that Mosar while she's alive. Avada Barabbas says no. It's different. He says, take the Mazonos Tachas Mosar. The Mazonos <coughs> was not for her basic paycheck. The Mazonos is in exchange for the Mosar. Umar Kesef and the allowance that he's supposed to give her is Tachas Maisiadeh, for that he gets the paycheck. Keeping the Gil of the Mazonos, since he gives her Mazonos, <coughs> Mosar the day, he gets to keep the extra. It's the other way around. He gets to keep the extra. And therefore, what? If he gets to keep it, he can be Makdashif from right now. Because he, since he's giving her Mazonos or he's willing to give her Mazonos, he can act your shit from right now. Even the Gavla Mazono, most of the day it's, it's mustard. So since he's giving her Mazonos, the extra part said, Michael, what's the machlok between Rabbi Shmuel on the one hand, who say the Mazonos is Tachas Maisiadeh and the Ma Kesef allowances is in exchange for the Mosar, for the surplus work that she does. 
Whereas Ravada Barava says, no, the Mazonas is for, the Mazonas is because of the surplus work that she does and the allowance for the basic amount. Like we said before in Daph Mem Zion, what's Mishchiyach? She always needs to eat food and she always has a basic paycheck. There's work, she always, some, some minimal work she does. So those things are more often. So therefore the Rav Metaken in exchange for the Mazonos. Umar Savar, but Ravada Barava, he held that midi the kites, midi the kites. What she produces is not a fixed amount. It's whatever she could do. Every woman produces the uh, basic amount is, is different. Also, Mazonos is not necessarily a fixed amount, but an allowance is a fixed amount. He gives her a dollar a week, more kesef a week. And so therefore they said that the, um, I'm sorry, the, yeah, right. The more kesef is, is, uh, is a fixed amount. And what else is a fixed amount? Uh, and the, and the, um, the my osa, mishka. In other words, for my seda is, is a fixed amount because that's, I said it wrong before. I said every woman produces differently. It's not true. My seda is a fixed amount, meaning she has to produce a minimum amount of sewing or cleaning and things like that. That's, that's, a, that's a fixed thing. So the my seda is in, in lieu, in exchange for the ma kesef, which is definitely a fixed amount, the allowance. So Ravada Barava says, no, you look at this way, something which is a fixed amount. The allowance is for a fixed amount, the amount of work that she's going to produce. The food isn't a fixed amount. And, um, and the Mosar is not a fixed amount. So the uh, food that he has to give her is Kenega the Mosar and the, um, and the uh, paycheck is Kenega the allowance according to Ravada Barava. That's the machlokas between Ravada Barava who says what, that, the, she gets a he can be makdashit from right now, right? The Moser, because it's his right now since he's feeding her. Uh, he's the Moser, the right, the Moser is Kenega, the, uh, the, the amount that he's feeding her. And um, Ravada Barava says, right, Ravada says that Mazonus is Tachas Moser, right? For, for the food that he gives her, that's in lieu of the Moser. And that's, those are both not fixed amounts. And since he's feeding her, He's entitled to the most, and therefore he can back the shit from right now. All right, tomorrow's tomorrow will start with Mace on the podcast, and on Sunday, Mitchell will start from the top of Samach Sunday's Daf. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.